Hi everyone and welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Kelly LaBelle, and this week we have a special episode of Bridging the Gap where we're joined by two guests. We have our returning guest, John Fistolera, the Assistant Executive Director of DECA Inc., as well as Ollie Forsythe, a young entrepreneur who started his journey at age 13 when he started his first business, Ollie Shop, an online gift shop for teenagers. He left school at the age of 16 wanting to be an entrepreneur, and now Ollie is CEO of the Budding Entrepreneur Club, an organization that aims to encourage and inspire entrepreneurs to launch their own businesses. I'm so pleased to have both John and Ollie with us today. They come from different backgrounds of both a formal business education and also the experiential route. So I'm really excited to discuss a little bit more of what is necessary nowadays for young entrepreneurs to succeed and is there a right path for business education. Thank you again for joining me today, guys. Ollie, perhaps you can start us off by sharing a little bit more about your journey and experiences of how you found your way into business. Sure. Well, thank you very much for having me um, to start off with. Um, it's, it's great to be uh, talking. Um, so I left school, like you said, age 16, um, with very little qualifications to my name. Um, I started my first business age 13, which was a online gift shop for teenagers. But if you're going back even five or six years ago, before that, when I was six or seven, I used to make my parents uh, tea and coffee in the morning and ch charge them 20p a cup. Um, that's kind of where it first started. And from there, the entrepreneurial spark just kicked in. Started the online gift shop page 13, like I said. Um, the media were picking up on the story quite a lot. And interestingly, a lot of young people in particular were saying, how do you go and start your own business? I've got no clue what I want to do after I've done my um, exams. Can you give me some advice? I've got no aspirations to do anything. What, what do I going to do? Anyway, we're getting all kinds of messages from all, all kinds of different people. And that, that was the kind of moment to start um, my own entrepreneur's magazine, um, which was the Buddy Entrepreneur magazine. And from that, so I did that at age 16, and having met some incredible people over the last, five, six years, um, built a pretty interesting network. Um, people were saying, how did you get to meet this person? How did you get to meet that person? I saw you met that person. Can you introduce me? Anyway, this was happening quite, this was happening on a daily basis, basically. And that was the moment to start your own entrepreneur's club. Um, so now at 18, um, I never had any business education when I, well, you know, when I was in school. Um, and yeah, but here we are, I guess. Well, I think that actually blends very well. We were just speaking in the pre-show with John about the value of building a network and networking. And I feel yeah. that the skill of networking for young entrepreneurs is, is, really, is really invaluable uh, as we start our careers, whether it's, like you said, to learn about what we want to do or whether it's actually to start building that foundation of the business itself. Um, I would like to hear a little bit more maybe from both you and John in terms of looking at kind of business skills. What do you feel is most important? What, what are the most important skills do you feel young entrepreneurs need to have in order to get started? Sure. I, I, John, you're John thoughts. Uh, why don't we hear from the young entrepreneur first? 
Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, um, for, 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 uh, first of all, schools aren't teaching students how to start a business. And I believe enterprise and politics should be part of the education curriculum. I don't believe students can go into the working world not knowing how to start a business, even the real, real basics. So I was very, I mean, I went to two business schools and they are very much more focused around business studies, not what I call real business schools. So I was never taught what does a shareholders agreement look like, how to write a press release, um, how to pitch for investments, you know, all, all these tiny little things that might, that probably will crop up most likely in your um, entrepreneurial career. So I kind of thought, okay, why not start their own entrepreneur school, I guess, for aspiring entrepreneurs. And from that moment, I just learned you've got to go out there and do it yourself. I'm quite a big um, believer in, I don't really want to get other people involved in terms of friends and family. You've got to go out there and do it yourself. And over the last five years, you learn so much from people. And what's interesting, actually, a lot of the, what I call the successful entrepreneurs or the people who've, who've been there and done it, they are so, so willing to help young entrepreneurs, even people wanting to start their own business. And I believe if you can create more people like that, then that, that probably shows more companies will um, be started. And interestingly, in a recent survey we did, to 100 students aged from 13 to 22. So, you know, very, very young to your, um, what we call in England, the GCSE results, GCSE exams, A-levels, university. We found 87% want to go and start their own business. And in the UK, there are just under 10.5 million students. And, you know, if you call even 80% want to go and start their own business, that's huge. So why, why aren't schools and universities in particular providing these resources? And John, um, what do, you, do you have any thoughts to add? Sure. I think, you know, uh, where I would start is that, that, you know, there's a question between um, entrepreneurship and business, right? So not everybody is going to become an entrepreneur. Not everybody's suited to become an entrepreneur. But I think the strength of our programs is that, you know, we allow students the opportunity first to explore, you know, what is it that I really think that I want to do as a career path outcome? It could be business. It could be um, entrepreneurship in, in business. But, you know, after they've explored, we give them an opportunity to practice. Okay, what is it actually going to mean to be an entrepreneur versus to have a career in business? And then once they've practiced, we have uh, um, opportunities for them to connect directly in a real way um, with that career path as an outcome. Uh, specifically to entrepreneurship, though, how we approach um, the knowledge development for our students who, by the way, in DECA are five times more likely than their peer group to pursue a career through entrepreneurship. But we start our instruction with the 
concept of ideation. Okay, so you think that you want to become an entrepreneur and you have the characteristics of an entrepreneur. How do you actually get started? Well, you know, as Ollie mentioned, you've got to come up with the idea of what your business is going to be. So we help students through that process. Okay, I want to be an entrepreneur in what? Um, after they have that idea in sort of the next level of our instruction, we help them create a business plan. So again, as Ollie mentioned, you know, unless you know, you know, what your financials are and to whom you have to pitch this idea, um, it's going to be very uh, difficult to um, actually get up and running. Um, so, so we have a whole process of instruction around creating a, a business plan through business language that's relevant to business and the financial community today. And then the third step for us is, okay, if they want to be an entrepreneur and have passion behind an idea and now have a business plan and maybe even, you know, are operating the business. Hopefully they're operating it at least as uh, themselves as one employee, maybe one or two other employees. How do we help them grow the business? And so the, the highest level of entrepreneurship instruction through our programming is growing your, your current enterprise. Um, because, you know, that is really focused on, okay, uh, this has been a great idea, um, you've launched, but how do you sustain and grow and really turn it into an enterprise that can be lifelong? I really appreciate um, both those comments. And uh, you touched on two things that I, I want to explore a little bit further. Uh, and for those of you listening, if you want to share your thoughts and add to the conversation, please use the hashtag Bridging the Gap. Um, now, you first talked about, John, on the difference. You made the difference between entrepreneurship and, uh, and business. And I do think that's an interesting point to, to be said because sometimes they're used interchangeably. But you're right, there is a difference. But I feel... Sometimes the difference in the initial st the difference comes almost in your the latter stages of your business. When you first start off, all entrepreneurs and business owners in the in some sense start off the same. You have an idea, you need to bring it to um, to realization. There's a certain pro there's certain process and steps. You still have to consider things like. Um, like hiring and, and legal and um, office and all of those different things both um, an entrepreneur or a business owner needs to consider. As they mature, uh, an entrepreneur might be consider more things like how do you pitch, how do you get investment, how do you scale quickly and rapidly, and, and will be focused on a little bit more larger growth where a business owner might want to keep a local business, so they're going to be focused on somewhat different marketing um, strategies and, and, and growth trajectory. But I do feel um, as a youth, when you're first starting off, you don't necessarily need to know the trajectory if it's going to be a big venture or a small venture because the underlying skills that you need to develop to get that off the ground will be in somewhat similar. Would you, would you agree with that? Absolutely. And I, I would say, you know, um, I, I, if you ask anybody, do you want to be your own boss or do you want to have a boss? I think most people are going to say they would rather be their own boss. But there are 
you know, as both of you will be able to attest much better than me because you're both entrepreneurs and, and I work for a national organization doing business development. So I would say that, you know, my career is in quote unquote business, not that you're not in business, but you are entrepreneurs. I am an entrepreneur. So I'm, you know, uh, inventing new products within a, a business that I do not personally own. Um, but, you know, it goes back to the notion of allowing students to explore that and to try that on and to make sure that, you know, that that really is a fit for them. And then if it is a fit for them, making sure that, you know, they don't have to go through all of the trial and error that you and Ollie went through, but that there are people like you and other vast networks of entrepreneurs who are very passionate about um, entrepreneurship and bringing new people into this pipeline of entrepreneurship because they just think it's, you know, the most wonderful thing in the world. And as we discussed in, in pre-show, it is fundamentally important to the fabric of um, the United States system of government and, and economy. And, and I think then to build on that a little bit more, um, and Ollie, maybe you'll be able to attest to this a little bit more as well as an entrepreneur, a fellow entrepreneur, I feel in terms of there's, there's merit to both uh, the traditional, like a, a, a core business education, but also to, um, as Ollie, you, you have experienced, and I'm very similar, I, I learned all my business skills literally in the market without the business education to go with it. And I found that there is a gap because I've entered in and I've done things like DACA and I've done um, the accelerator centers and like incubators and things like that. And the courses and the process you described, John, is very valuable in such as exposing us to the process of ideation and, and creating the structure of a business plan and things like that. But where I find that there is a gap that I feel sometimes isn't necessarily solved in the classroom is when it comes to acting on that business plan. Oftentimes in the real world, it doesn't work like a business plan. It may, you may have this marketing scheme of things and you have a perfect product and based on the stats and research that you found, you're filling a need because X million dollars are lost based on the problem or there's a certain amount of people that need your solution. But until you actually go to that market and actually speak to those individuals and work with them and, and they use your product or, or co-create it with you it's very hard to keep to to bring just a, a business plan to life and I feel sometimes the steps in between of actually bringing that off the page sometimes lack the support um Ollie do you have any thoughts on that yeah I mean I think um yeah, it goes back to my point I believe students should really almost try and start their own business in school. I almost think it should be actually legal, um, legal that all students have to start a business when they're in school. Um, but again, I mean, so I do quite a lot of public speaking at universities and schools. And what's really interesting, actually, a lot of these students, they have these incredible ideas, some of them really interesting ideas. And some of you think, wow, actually, this, this could actually do incredibly well. It could make you a lot of money. It could change people's lives. Depends what you want to do. 
but schools and universities they just they I don't know why but they just don't they don't embrace entrepreneurship um some do more than others but I I just think it's a shame um not as many schools um that, but but hopefully that will change in the near future and John, um, do you have any thoughts to add in terms of um, how how well can a student be prepared if they just, let's say, do a business studies in school? It, can they rely just on that degree itself, or should they be looking for hands-on experience while they're training in that degree or that study to be working in the community or getting that experiential learning? Yeah, well, I mean, I think – our model is based upon um, uh, applied learning connected to curriculum-based instruction. So, you know, from our inception, um, we have uh, uh, connected with business up front to identify the outcomes that are necessary for students to be successful in whatever their career path outcome is going to be, entrepreneurship, business management, finance, hospitality, marketing, whatever it is going to be. So, you know, everything that we base our instructional model on has been industry validated. But, you know, the classroom instruction part is key. But from that, but it's incomplete without an applied learning element of it. And then I think, you know, what you're talking about then and towards somewhat, you know, filling the gap is, you know, an exam, right? I mean, it's a test. It's a, Owning your own business is constantly a test, right? I mean, am I succeeding? Um, well, let's, you know, <laughs> look at our receipts at the end of the day um, and, and, um, uh, and see what kind of adjustments that we need to make for tomorrow. So our model has always been based on classroom instruction, applied learning, and then um, measurement against very specific performance indicators. Um, so, uh, yes, absolutely, I think, to, to prepare students properly, you have to give them relevant instruction and opportunities to, to apply in a real-world environment um, the concepts that were presented in class, and then, you know, measure. Have I developed the, the skills connected to the specific knowledge so that I can m make that final decision that, aha, yes, this is really for me, or, you know, after having read about it, after having done it, and after having, you know, found out how well I'm doing, Maybe this isn't the path, and so let me start over and try something else. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the concept of like buying a new car. It may look good um, on, on in the catalog, and, and it may have a really cool name attached to it. So everybody wants to drive a, a Ferrari or something like that. Um, 
but when you actually sit in the car and drive it, it's a little bit of a different experience and story, and some and you might not like that car, so to speak, as well. Uh, and I think it really is similar with business. The idea, particularly with our generation, the idea of entrepreneurship or business and being your own boss and things like that can sound very exciting and, and fun. But I think, Ollie, you might be able to agree, entrepreneurship is not always an, uh, a, a fun, <laughs> exciting journey. There is a lot of ups and downs of a roller coaster and it's a high pressure sometimes um, very stressful uh, career path that it's not meant for everyone and it's not as easy as everyone thinks it is either so I do think you're right where it, it suits well to have a business education where you can have test drives so to speak to really see if it's your it's the right fit for you completely I mean I mean, if there if there wasn't um, ups and downs in being an entrepreneur, then there wouldn't be any fun in that. I don't think. Um, <laughs> but I, I I think if you if you want to go and start your own business, I, you've you've got to have some some kind of vision. Um, where that might be, do you want to have X amount of customers? Do you want to make this amount much money in two three years? Do you want to exit this amount? The the vision could be a number of things. But I think if you have that goal in mind, um, you will just wake up every morning and be absolutely talented. So, you know, for the Body Entrepreneur um, Network, I've got a vision to do this for you know, maybe five or eight years. Um, and then, you know, I've got other plans afterwards. But if you, if you make yourself motivated, get up at 5 a.m. every morning, go to bed at midnight, you know, it's, it's only five years of your life. And... If you if you just work solidly hard, work 150 percent, surround yourself with the right people, like you said in your um, pre-interview, surrounding yourself with the right people is probably the most important thing you can do as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, part of our entrepreneurs club is is a um, exclusive membership for entrepreneurs, and by surrounding yourself in a room with 200 entrepreneurs every month, you have no idea what one of those entrepreneurs might be able to do for you. You have no idea who they could introduce you to. They could change your business forever. They could change your life. It could be a number of things. So I think surrounding yourself with the right people is absolutely um, you know, crucial. Um, but then I think if you're a young entrepreneur too, finding um, someone to just help you through those tough times, so a mentor, an advisor. Um, you know, I've got a couple who, who are you know, fantastic. One's a lawyer. And it's just, it's always good just to have that person by your side because you never know what might happen. And I think especially young entrepreneurs, they're quite, um, you know, I think they can be quite arrogant at times and they think they know it all, but actually they don't because then they fall into traps six months down the line. So having a mentor, again, is really, really important. And I, I would highly recommend getting one. And John, any last thoughts to add? I, I uh, agree with Ollie a hundred percent on on what he just said. <laughs> I think we've we've successfully bridged the gap in this conversation. We could say, <laughs> I think <laughs> really the summary is, um, yes, that networking is probably the number one skill that uh, I think young entrepreneurs should consider um, developing and exposing them. 
um, kind of really just getting involved as much as they can while they're young and learning, um, whether that's getting involved in clubs and communities uh, and programs like DECA or whether that's like Ollie and connecting with a network of entrepreneurs in your community. The more you expose yourself to the ecosystem and to the expertise and insights that is surrounding you, um, the better chance you're going to have to either A, find out if it's a path that's right for you, or B, um, start to build a foundation that can help build that idea into a real business and take that next step. I want to thank both of you for joining us today. For our listeners, now it's your turn. What do you think? Give this podcast a thumbs up if you like some of the advice that has been shared. And now add your thoughts to the conversation using the hashtag Bridging the Gap on Twitter. Together we can start bridging the gap between industry and youth.